You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Blessed be the name of Jesus. He is holy. The Lamb of God, seated at the right hand of the Father. The reason why he is seated is because he has prevailed. He has conquered. He has conquered all his enemies. Hallelujah. He has prevailed. Even in your life, he's prevailed. He's prevailed. My Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Your favorite chapter. <laughs> yes. Glory, glory. Hebrews, chapter 11. I read... From verse 32, he says, And what, what more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, yes, worked righteousness, obtained promises, Stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of aliens. I want to share what I call the faith that obtains promises. Okay. One of the things about these people, the Bible says, is who through faith obtained promises. Through faith obtained promises. There are promises that God has made to us. There are promises. And you need to know the promises of God concerning your life. You need to know the promises of God. Otherwise, you will just be playing guesswork. <laughs> huh? You've heard of shadow boxing? You are blindfolded and then they, you, you are told to get into the ring and fight. That's how a life without knowing the promises of God are. That's how it is. Look at Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, I want to read from verse 2. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power 
has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So, you are going to operate in the faith that obtains promises. You need to know the promises. Because if you don't know the promises, how are you going to appropriate your faith? How are you going to believe God? How are you going to trust God? You need to know the promises that God has given to you. Verse 3 of that Second Peter says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Let's read that in the Amplified. It says, For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. Can you see what has he done? He has given to us. He's not about to, but he has. Alright? If it is something that you need for life, it's already available. If it's something that you need for godliness, it is already available. That's what he's saying. So if it is necessary, is it necessary for life? Ask yourself, is it necessary for life? Huh? Is it suited for life? Is it suited for my life? If it is suited for my life, it is available. It has been provided. Are you getting my point? That's what the Bible is saying. It's, it's not my word. This is the word of God. So what is it that is necessary for life? <laughs> Ask yourself, what is it that is a necessity for me? Hmm? You need to be strong. You need to be strong, right? Then it's been provided. You need finances. It's been provided. Come on. You need health. You need health to go about carrying your life um, assignment. Or can you fulfill it without health? Do you need health? Then it's been provided. Do you need shelter? It's been provided. Do you need clothing? It's been provided. <laughs> Come on. You need a job. Somebody said the job is just over broke. <laughs> huh? Some of you get it next week. <laughs> yeah. It's been provided. All right? 
For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things. It has been bestowed already. When something is bestowed, it means you don't need, you don't need to pay for it. You don't fight for, you don't struggle for it. Okay? You don't struggle for it. Why? It's been bestowed. It's like somebody, let me give you an example of something that is bestowed on someone. Somebody is giving an honorary doctorate. Huh? That's being, it's bestowed on the person. He didn't need to write any thesis. Do you understand? Yeah, it's bestowed. So he just, maybe they just appreciate him. Maybe, you know, he's done some things. Whatever it is, whatever the motive, whatever the reason. Some people even buy it. <laughs> and they, they, there are some circles. It's not supposed to be bought, but, you know, people exploit any fine opportunities. So, but the point is that it's bestowed. When it's bestowed, you don't need to struggle for it. You don't need to spend sleepless nights huh, doing research, trying to get this supervisor to please go through this. And you know, you don't need to go through all of that. Why? It's been bestowed. So, that's what happened to us. His divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. If you need it in order to be godly, I have news for you. It's been given already. If you need it in order to be godly, way to be godly, you need to overcome some things. You need to stand. You need to resist. You need to overcome temptation. If you need it to be godly, it's been provided. It's been provided. That's what the Bible says. Right? But this has been made known to us. It says, through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. His virtue. Excellence. So there's a degree of knowledge you need to have in order to walk in certain things. Okay? Yeah. So although his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, all things that are necessary, all the necessities of life, all the necessities for godliness have been given, but how did he give it to us? Through the knowledge of him. Hmm? Through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. Alright? And then verse 4 it says, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Come on. Exceedingly great. In other words, his promises 
They are exceedingly great. Yeah? They're exceedingly great. Let's read it in the Amplified. Verse 4. Come on. It says, By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises. They are precious. God's promises are more precious than silver, more precious than gold, more precious than diamonds. As a matter of fact, in the realm of the Spirit, when you see some of these promises of God, they are actually like gems. Like gemstones. Come on. Yeah, that, that's, that's how they, they look in the Spirit. So they are exceedingly huh, great promises. And they are precious. Promises are precious. Many people don't see the value of God's promises. That's why they don't apply their faith. They don't, they don't do anything to obtain promises. Fine. They don't really see the value of the promises. They only see the value of rands. <laughs> yes? But I'm telling you, God's promises are precious. Yes? And look at what he says. So that through them you may escape. Hello? Ha! So God's promises enable you to escape things. Yes? You can escape by a promise. So when you are in a situation, when you are, you find yourself in a situation you need to identify a promise that can enable you to escape. There is a promise. Somebody said there is a promise. For my escape. Yes. There is a promise for your escape. You, you might think there is no escape. But I have news for you. There is an escape. He says, there is no temptation that has overtaken you, but such that is common to man. You know? I think it's 1 Corinthians, is it 10 or so? But he says, God is able to make a way of escape. Hallelujah. He is able. Say, God is able. You don't sound convinced this morning. You are too cold. <laughs> Say, God is able. Yeah. Huh? No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Oh my God. Can you see the contrast there? But God. So there is a temptation has come but God. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Okay? But with the temptation will also make a way of escape. How does he make the way of escape? Through a promise. There is a promise. Hmm? You know that song we used to sing? I have a promise. Huh? That I'm standing on. 
and I won't stop till I see what the Lord has promised me. Huh? Yeah, I have a promise. I have a promise that I'm standing on. What are you standing on? What are you standing on? Are you standing on sinking sand? Or are you standing on a promise? Are you standing on a promise? If you're standing on a promise, I have news for you, you can never sink. You can never sink if you're standing on a promise. I am standing on a promise. I'm standing on a promise. I have a promise I'm standing on. I won't stop till I see what the Lord has promised me. Come on. Will you stop? Don't stop till you see what the Lord has promised. Don't stop. Faith doesn't stop until it sees. That's true faith. So I won't stop till I see. I might be swamped by all kinds of things. I know God has made a way of escape. There is a promise for me to get out of that. There is a promise. There's always a promise. If you don't find the pro- if you don't know the promise, go search for it. He that seeks finds. You are in a situation you just say, Lord, I know there is a way. I might not see it now, but it's there. Open my eyes. Show me. Show me what promise I can use to escape this. Do you understand? Ask the Lord to show you. Because he said in his word that there is a way of escape. And that way of escape will surprise the enemy. (laughs) He says, what? How did she escape this? Ah, you got a promise. You got a promise. So that's how God has given us promises that are exceedingly great and precious. That through them we may be partakers of divine nature. I'm a partaker of God's divine nature. I don't know about you. I have God's DNA in my body, in my life, in my spirit. I have God's DNA. I'm a partaker. If he is my father, then I have his genes. Correct? If he is my father, I have his DNA. So, do you know that by just this, by this scripture alone, huh? You can correct every DNA in your body that is defective. (laughs) Yeah. Can be corrected. They say, oh, well, you know, in your family, you have this, you have that. I say, come on. I am a partaker of God's divine nature. If God's divine nature does not have that, that is not my reality. You have a promise. You can escape that. 
You can escape what every member of your family has gone through. Are you getting me? Because you have a promise. But you have to use the promise. The promise will not work without you appropriating your faith. We have divine, the divine nature of God having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. We escape. It doesn't matter how much corruption is in the world. It doesn't matter how much loss is in the world. We have the DNA of God and therefore we cannot be ruled by what rules the world. If the rule, you, know, you know what? One of, there are two things that rule the world. Either faith or fear. Don't be afraid. Whatever it is that is said, just have faith. You'll make it. Did you hear me? Do you believe that? Okay, I can't see it. How is it going to happen? It's not a matter of that. That's not the main thing now. You will see it at the right time. But for now, see a promise. Okay? See the promise. So by faith, these guys obtained promises. If they obtained promises, we can also obtain promises. Because the same faith they have has been delivered to us. Huh? The faith they had that enabled them to receive an opportunity Obtain promises is the same faith that is available to us today. So we can obtain promises. I don't know about you. After this, I just go and start looking for promises. <laughs> Digging for promises. You know, this is not uh, like just going to excavate and trying to like dig and look, look for uh, some gold somewhere. Listen, the gold is in the promises. <laughs> but gold is in the promises. Start looking for the promises. Be diligent to locate them. And when you locate them, I say, now, this promise is going to be my reality. This is my new reality. I'm going to work on this until I see it fulfilling my life. Yes? Do you believe that? Will you do that? Or you just want someone to lay hands on you and make it happen for you? <laughs> that's what many Christians want. And that's why they are being deceived. Don't you know that if you know how to locate the promises... You don't need anyone to lay hands on you. Yes? You don't need anyone to prophesy on you. Why? Because you become your own prophet. You take the promise and you speak it. You release the promise in your life. This is my reality. It is written. Thus says the Lord. According to the word of God. This is the more sure word of prophecy we are talking about. Hmm? 
I told you about a lady some time ago. I was here, I was, I was in the office, and this lady comes. She comes to the church, she says, um, okay, I was downstairs. And she came, and she walks in. She says, I'm looking for the pastor. I said, um, what do you want? What do you want from the pastor? Then she says to me, you know, she says, um, does, does your pastor prophesy? I said to her, um, what do you mean? No, I'm looking, for, I'm looking for a pastor who can prophesy. I said, why do you want a pastor who can prophesy? He said, you know, uh, I've been with my boyfriend for <laughs> 11 years now. And I want him to prophesy whether I should still be with him or not. <laughs> because he's now cheating on me. And we live together. <laughs> I said to her, you know what? You don't need a prophecy. There's the more sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God. First of all, you are living in sin. <laughs> what, what prophecy do you want when you are living in sin? The prophecy is, thus says the Lord, huh? flee fornication. That's prophecy, right? It's written already. That's a promise. <laughs> oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a warning. <laughs> but no, she wants someone that will say, um... Thus says the Lord. You, there is a boy, there is a man in your life, and this man is for you. No matter what happens, just know he's yours. That's what she wanted. I said to her, you know what? If you continue with this attitude, you'll be deceived. You don't need that. You already know what is right. Why do you need a prophecy? You already know. It's better to get a promise than a prophecy. <laughs> now, I'm not despising prophecies at all, but I'm telling you, a promise is more powerful than a prophecy. Especially prophecies that contradict the promise. Contradict the word of God. Prophecies that, that um, endorse disobedience. You don't, you don't want that. Oh, pastor, pray, pray. What should I do? Um, uh, should I... <laughs> Oh my. Sometimes we suffer abuse, I'm telling you. But, but the Lord is, is good. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because people are not taught to go into the word for themselves. People are not taught to hear God for themselves. People are not taught to look into the perfect law of liberty. 
So they need someone who will now just gyrate and then come up with some deep stuff and tell you your address and things like that. And then you get impressed. Deep stuff. Huh? Tell you the deep things in your bedroom. <laughs> Is that the promise? Is that what will make you escape the corruption that is in the world? Definitely not. You can't escape with such. In fact, if anything, that's what the enemy uses to keep people in bondage. Manipulation. Hmm? Manipulation. A familiar spirit will go and start telling people their life story. And they don't realize that that's not the Holy Spirit. And they don't realize that Holy Spirit does not, does not encourage you to go against God in any way. Doesn't mislead you. Moses said, if a prophet, if there arises a prophet in your midst and he gives you a sign and that sign comes to pass, but then he leads you to another God. You must not follow that prophet. Come on. Yeah. So God must always be at the center. He must always be before you. The psalmist says, I've set the Lord before me. I've set the Lord before me. Always set him before you. And not anything else. Not anybody else. You follow, you only follow me as long as I follow Christ. If I stop following Christ, you better stop following me. Come on. Yeah. If it, God forbid, but if I start going to hell, will you follow me? You better not. Don't be dumb to do that. Be wise. Locate God's promises. Hold on to his word. Be diligent. Continue to apply your faith. These people obtain promises. Why? Because of faith. Look at that scripture. Psalm 16 verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Come on. Have you set him before you? You know that this is this is this is good. This is one of the 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 the, the um, one of the secrets of the psalmist. Why he could always he would never be moved. He said it's because I've set the Lord always before me. Sometimes we set our mountains before us, not the Lord. Hmm? We set our situations, our circumstances before us but not the Lord. It's time to set the Lord before you. Set him always before you. You're going to obtain the promises. You need to have him always before you. Hmm? By faith, we obtain the promises. 
How do you obtain promises when things are looking impossible? When things are looking so far-fetched? When you are almost looking stupid for believing God and for trusting God? How? What do you do? Huh? What do you do? Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. He says, For you have need of endurance. Come on. Say endurance. Yeah. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Can you see that? So these people that obtained promises by faith had endurance. Do you have endurance? Do you have staying power? Do you have patience? And the, the King James uses the word patience there. He says, for you have need of patience. After you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So you see, even when you have done the will of God, you need to still be patient. Even when you have stood and exercised your faith, you need to be patient. Even when you have confessed, uh-huh, you have confessed with your mouth the promises of God. When you have prayed, you need to be patient. Yes? When you receive a declaration concerning that promise, you still need to be patient. Even when you are faced with, it doesn't matter what it is, just be patient. Just endure. Continue to endure. Continue to endure. Oh, pastor, it's so tough. Endure. It's so challenging. That's right. Be patient. How long will it take? Be patient. That's how long it will take. Be patient. <laughs> but God said this to me. That's right. Be patient. Yeah? Be patient. So we need patience. We need patience. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read verse 13. 11, 13. It says, these all died in faith. After he's talking about the, some, some of the heroes of faith, he says, these all, the heroes of faith, they died in faith not having received the promises. Huh? They died not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them. They died not having received the promises. Okay, there's a difference between receiving the promises and obtaining the promises. They died not having received the promises, but they actually obtained the promises. Abraham, God told him about a city that he was going to build for him. He looked for a city whose maker and builder is God. Is that not so? Did he, did he see that city in his lifetime? No, he didn't. But he obtained the promise. Are you getting the difference? Yeah, he obtained the promise. Okay. 
But he did not really see the fulfillment. In fact, Abraham did not see the fulfillment of the nation of Israel. He didn't see the formation of the nation. Did you realize that? God told him, I will make you a great nation. All the families of the earth shall be blessed through you. Did he see it in his lifetime? No, he's seeing it from the galleries of heaven. But when he was on earth, I mean, he had Isaac. He died, left Isaac. Then Isaac had Jacob and uh, Esau and Jacob. And it was Jacob. It was through Jacob that the nation was now formed. The with the 12 tribes, remember? But God told Abraham. So what happened? He saw it from afar off. Can you see something? Huh? Can you see something from afar off? God promised you. Can you see it? Or have you lost that vision? Have you lost sight of what God is saying to you? And because it has not yet happened, does that mean God has lied to you? God is not a man that he should lie. If he promised it, I can assure you, it's already done. It's already done. I'm telling you. All the things that you are witnessing in your life were done before you experienced them. <laughs> yeah. So when God makes a promise, it's because it's already done. It's already done, but then you have to now, by faith, appropriate your faith until they come into manifestation. So you have to obtain it by faith. Come on. God speaks, I receive it by faith. Hmm? You remember the scripture, what the Bible says in Hebrews, no, in uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, huh? 23 and 24. It says, um, after the disciples, after Jesus cursed the fig tree and the disciples saw it, they were shocked, they were impressed. And they said to Jesus, Jesus, the tree that you cursed has died. It has dried even to its roots. Huh? Mark 11. Come on. Mark 11, uh, 23. Let's read that. It says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Then verse 24 says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, huh? believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you what? Receive them and you will have. So there's a difference from receiving and having. Hmm? Okay? So you receive it first by faith. 
Why? Because it's already there. Hmm? It's already there. You receive it by faith. If I say, take this, what do you do? That's right. You receive it. So in the Spirit, God makes a promise to you. What you do is you receive it. God is saying, it's yours. You don't say, God, please give it to me. Please, please, please give it to me. No, 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 no. You just take it. You take it. You receive it by faith. So once you've received it by faith, you hold on to it by faith. Until it comes into the natural. But you have it in your spirit. Do you understand me? You have it in your spirit. You have it. You hold on to it. God sent it to us and we believe it. We receive it. Every household in Midran, we receive it. It's by faith. We receive it. 10% of Midran, it's by faith. We receive it. Oh, why? If, if, if you really got it, how come we can't see it? Because you're blind. If you had eyes of faith, you would see it. So these people, these heroes of faith, the Bible says, uh, they saw the promise, promises afar off, Hebrews 11, 13. Uh, they saw it from afar off. They saw it from afar off. They died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. My Lord. Abraham knew he was a stranger. He knew he was a pilgrim. He knew, look, God is the one building a city for me. God is making me a mighty nation. Do you know how it sounded to the people of his day? You just wake up and say, I'm going to be a nation. I mean, you think about that. You woke up in the morning. You told your parents, God told me I'm going to be a nation. A great nation. They look at you and say, what have you been smoking? But he had that, carrying that for years. He obtained that promise. He took it by faith. It's mine. Hallelujah. Exceedingly great and precious promises. It's mine. It's mine. And I'm going to see it. I'm standing on it. I won't stop till I see it. I won't stop till I see every promise of God fulfilled in my life. Smith Wigglesworth said, I would rather die in faith. I'll die in faith. <laughs> you know, he had um, kidney stones. And he had made a statement one time. He says, a knife is not going to touch my body. Okay. And so he, he got to a point that he now had kidney stones. And the doctor said, we got to operate you. He said, no, a knife is not touching my body. He said, what? He says, no. And he stood on that word. He went through so much pain. But in the pain, he was just declaring God's word. 
declaring God's word. Cried through the night. For days he was in pain. Excruciating pain. But he held on to the promise. Hallelujah. And one day. He got up and he was healed. Hey. It's possible. But can you believe it? Can you dare to believe it? Now, I'm not saying you should go and say what Wigglesworth said. Obviously, he said it in faith. And you better be in faith before you say certain things. Okay. Not because it sounds nice. Oh, somebody's testimony sounds so nice. I just enter into that. But your faith is not there. My Lord. So by faith, I obtain promises. Hmm? My Lord. The promises are to be obtained by faith. Do you have the faith to obtain the promises? If you have faith, you know it will determine how you talk about that condition. If you have faith, it will determine how you walk about that condition. How you prepare for that condition. Hmm? There was this lady, she was believing God to have a baby. You know, the doctor had said it's impossible and all of that. And one day she went to church, she heard the word of God, a powerful faith booster. Do you know, you know those kind of messages? Like, you know, you just know my faith has received a boost. And she heard, she received a rema. The Lord said to her, if you have faith, if you have received it by faith, you will start acting. Huh? Your actions will show. Faith without words is dead. So she went home. She went, told her husband, okay, we need to buy a court, baby court. Huh? I need to begin to buy baby things. The guy says, <laughs> What is wrong with this woman? For God's sake, you don't have a baby. Why do you want to buy a court? He says, leave me alone. Huh? I'm walking by faith. I'm walking by faith. She bought the court. You know, she, 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 she bought baby clothes. Put everything there. Put diapers, everything. Every day she walks into that room. Even had a baby room. You know, every time she walks into that room, Lord, I thank you for my baby. I thank you for my baby. I thank you because I'm fruitful. And you know what? Eventually, she conceived. Are you surprised? You shouldn't be surprised. Doctor is like, what? How did it? How did it? It's impossible. But. It's impossible with you, but it's not impossible with God. So she obtained the promise and she acted on what she had obtained by faith. And eventually it came into the natural.
So many Christians, they obtain, but then they abort. <laughs> they receive by faith, but then they abort it. Why? Because they are the ones that go and cancel everything. They say, ah, if God had done this for me. But the other day, you said you have received. <laughs> huh? By faith, I know God has done it for me. Hallelujah. In that moment of unction, you know? Then now the trial comes. You say, oh no, I thought he had done it. If only he did it. Now what happens? You're back to square one. You have to start all over again. God is merciful. He'll give you another chance. He'll give you a million chances if you need them. But you don't want that, right? <laughs> you want to get it. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God. So Hebrews 11.33. Come on. Let's look at that. We'll close with this. By faith. He says, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, huh? and obtained promises. I declare that the promises of God will be fulfilled in your life. You will see them. People will see them. People will testify of God's word working in your life. People will testify of God's hand in your life. People will testify of God's goodness in your life. People will testify of God's favor in your life. People will testify of God's provision in your life. People will testify of God's greatness working in you. People will testify, they will testify that the Lord is with you. They will testify that it is God. Only God can do such a thing. Because they look at your life, they look at your circumstances, they look at your situation, and they know naturally it is impossible. But then they begin to see there is another hand. There is an invisible hand that is working in your life, bringing things to pass that will blow their minds. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.